Welcome to the Exploring Leadership Podcast, where we interview experienced HR leaders and executives to define what the most effective leaders are made of and how to help underperforming leaders transform into the best they can be. Brought to you by Lumen Leadership. Now, here's your host, Spencer Taylor. Well, I'm very excited to have as our guest today, Liz Reese. She is the broker owner of Reese Squared Mortgage. She currently is hailing from California, and we're excited to to talk. I'm excited to talk with you, Liz. Thanks for taking time to to visit. Yeah, I'm excited too. So, I would love to begin with your story. Just uh, you've been in the mortgage industry, I know, for a little while, and not too distant past, forged out on your own, and you're running a firm now. Uh, at least, if I'm understanding things correctly. So, if that's not correct, set me straight. And if it is, I'd love to hear the story behind it and, and kind of what you're all about. Yeah, so I um, I was in the mortgage industry about, gosh, 17 or 18 years ago is my introduction to it. Well, part of my draw to all of this in the end, like fast forwarding, was that I could do this from home and I could, I am, I don't know if money driven is the right way to um, to kind of capture it, but I'm very driven by how can I maximize my time? And so I could have gotten a job doing, I don't know, just like working at Target, you know, if I wanted to. And, um, but I knew that that was only going to be so much per hour. And I knew that if I could make the most money doing what I'm doing per hour, if I did this career. And so that was really a draw for me because I could still, I have three kids I could still kind of have that like stay at home mom kind of jam happening and be home and available for my kids. So if I wanted to do the field trip or, you know, when it's baseball season, we are, (laughs) we are on the field a lot, you know, so I could work from my phone on the baseball field or wherever it was that we were at, you know, and still like make good money versus like, I couldn't work at Target. 40 hours a week and make, you know, even a, a fraction of what I'm able to do be with this job. So, um, so originally I did start, you know, 18 years ago, I was in the industry. I was an assistant for a loan officer and, and then I got pregnant and I had my first and, and then I had two more and I was like a stay at home mom. I was a notary public, which I loved. That's like my favorite job I've ever done. It was the best. Really cool. Loved it. Yeah. It was so fun. Like to go into, so I did loan document signings after purchases or refinances and just was fun. Like I live in the Bay area and I would go to people's like homes that you'd never go to because they're just, they're people's homes, but like really cool places in San Francisco and Oakland. And I don't know, it just was fun. And honestly, I had the little kids, so it was just fun to like be around grownups <laughs> So sure. Yeah. Adult conversation and all that. that. So (laughs) anyway, when the youngest was going into um, kindergarten is when I got back into it and, and just really decided to, um, I just wanted to earn some extra money. And I knew, like I was saying, it would be a good way to maximize my time, you know, time and like a good return of investment on my time and income. And um, it just ended up, being that I really liked it and I ended up being really good at it. And so it kind of turned into my husband and I worked together. We own the company together. Um, 
he was he was assisting another person in the office and he kind of he quit doing that because we just got so busy and so it's been a good we're able to have that like he likes the boring stuff and I like what I like so we're a good team in that in that aspect of it so yeah and then we decided to start our own broker shop so that's kind of a summary summary of it all awesome i love it well so i i especially enjoyed just hearing you talk about kind of the decision process for you what led you to take that leap so to speak um, and, and you discussed this uh kind of a comparative exercise of i could go get a job at target or somewhere else and all that or i could go out on my own i mean there there's certainly the advantage potential advantage i really should say of forging out on your own because of this uh, very lopsided in a positive way ratio of time for money, right? It's not just an exchange of, I'll give you an hour of my time and you'll give me X dollars for that hour. Uh, there's a lot of the world that operates that way. But the opposite side of that is there's also no guarantees of success. Like you you don't oh, have yes. this huge yeah. company behind you. So how, how have you dealt with that? I mean, that that's a big question. Um, well, there's lots, I'm not saying that I've never quit my job before because there are some days where I'm like, honey, could you go get a regular job that has health insurance and (laughs) stuff like that? And it's, it's tricky because, um, my husband, his name's Rob. So we work together and all of our eggs are in one basket. So all of our, you know, it's not like there's that fall back on income or, that security of like the retirement or insurance and things like that. And so um, there's been a lot of, we do have a business coach, actually I have two business coaches um, and lots of like intention setting and daily kind of visualizing and mantras. And I think a lot of it has been um, just in setting that intention and, And also, and it's a reminder to myself a lot that um, what is due to me will come to me and to not chase, but that, you know, I attract, I don't chase kind of a concept. And so I don't know. I don't know if that helps, if that answers your question, but that just a lot of it is, there's a lot of just (laughs) faith that I'm on the right path. And that's a big part of it, actually. Yeah, no, totally. It, it absolutely answers it. And I, I love it. I think it's powerful. Uh, off the air, we were talking before and I just I mentioned that uh, so often I've noticed when companies want to grow, for example, they just start working on the company itself and sometimes jump right over the individual leaders who are actually leading the company, like who make the company what it is, essentially. And I love what you've shared here, just that you're investing in your own, like mind, the mindset piece, the mantra, the just your own thought patterns and things like that. Those really are the, I don't know if there is such a thing as kind of a insurance against failure or any as close to a guarantee as you can get. I think when it comes to entrepreneurship and, and leading your own firm, those pieces are so essential in my, in my opinion. So anyway, I I love that you talked about it. It was awesome. So um, speaking of, and again, to me, I kind of classify that as personal leadership. Like it's that leading of self, like leading of self has to happen first before we can ever, I guess it's kind of the old cliche oxygen mask principle or whatever. Like we have to have our own mask on and then we can help someone else. Um, so you're aware that uh, as we communicated beforehand as well, that we're kind of looking backwards, uh, inviting you to look backwards at leaders you've interacted with 
Um, you may have had some stories or experiences come to mind. Uh, they don't have to be shared in any specific way. Uh, generally, we're, we're thinking about leaders that either inspired us of something we would like to emulate and kind of mirror uh, in our own lives. Um, and that doesn't have to be just be in business, can be in family and whatever other uh, aspects of life. And then also there might have been a leader or two that that you learned valuable lessons from and you took forward things that you would really like not to do, uh, practices that you want to omit from your own life. So anyway, what, what came to mind there? Again, no right answer, no wrong answer here. Just wanting to hear uh, any stories of yours. Yeah, well, so we, and just being very respectful to my, um, how, okay, so how I started back into the business was um, working for a company who I'm still associated with. So, but respectfully to them, there was just some leadership things that were going on there that um, they've, they've since changed them, but it is the thing. There was like a, a moment where I was like, I'm going to do my own thing because I'm not getting support in this role. And it was like, let me help you make money. And they just were not very open to different ideas or in, in my growth, which really would have benefited them in a lot of ways, right? You support your employees because they're making you money, you know, and they just were not, um, at the time the leadership that was there was not, I don't think they liked being there. And so there was just not a lot of leadership. And so it sent my husband and I in a direction to, I had to get my broker's license in California and it just set, set us down that path. And so I'm grateful for that, right? I'm grateful for the not leadership that they had because it pushed me down the direction that we're at. And so um, on the flip side of it, I had a lender rep because there wasn't a lot of leadership where I was. I had to just figure it out. It was sort of like, okay, you're licensed. Here you go. Figure it out. And so I had a rep who really just took me under his wing. And part of his, part of his whole reasoning was that you, you learn and you share, you give back. And that's part of the process of, of coaching really is that you're sharing. And I've noticed that, you know, I'm sure in every industry, there's people that want to hold their secrets tight, but I've noticed in mine that I've just, I feel very blessed that I've aligned myself or, or attracted, if you will, maybe people who want to share and are, who are really willing to share their process and how to do things. And they want to cheerlead. And, you know, there's, there's enough of whatever it is you're selling, there's enough of it out there for everybody. And so I just, I think that the sharing will always come back to you. That's awesome. I, I think just of reflecting on the interview up to this point, and if I had to pick a theme, I think it's kind of the contrast between an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset. Even when you were talking about the decision to go out on your own and some of that, just not getting wrapped up in chasing, like in kind of, I think of that as closely, closely related to desperation. Like I have to make payroll, you know, I have to pay my mortgage or whatever it is this month. And so I'm going to just go get whatever I can get. It's easy to slip into that place kind of in the business owner context. And just as easily, it's sometimes easy to like the leaders you very respectfully described um, to slip into a place where you're no longer really in the game anymore. Like you're, and again, part of that maybe because you're worried about, um, I don't know, other people taking your 
cookies from the cookie jar or whatever. I know <laughs> I don't know how to how to bundle that up nicely, but does that make any sense? Like how do how do you feel about that? Well, I think if, as a leader, if you like with these guys, and they they did end up quitting, which I think has helped the company. Um, and I'm only I'm I'm associated with them for some specific reasons, and I'm still doing loans through that company. But the ones who were struggling with their leadership, they just I don't think they like their job. So I feel like how can you be a leader if you don't like what you're doing? You know, if you don't like what you're doing, find something else to and do that. So I think that that has a big component to it. And if you love it, I think you you lead by example. And so like we have a couple of guys that we hired that worked for us. And one of them is a, well, they're both police officers, but one of them is still full-time cop. The other one, he um, retired and um, they, they love working. They love working for us. Like, but part of that is like, I, if I'm going to like cheer them on and coach them and want them to do well and succeed and get all this business and go do this. Like I have to show them that I'm doing it too. And so I think that that's part of that leadership component is I'm not just telling you all what to do. Like I'm, I'm walking the walk, you know? Absolutely. I I love that. And I agree. That's an essential piece. Uh, I I think maybe 50 years ago, hundred years ago, you could probably get away with kind of this command and control style of leadership. Like you're going to do this, you're a company man or company woman for decades and you're just going to do what you're told. Right. But I think the new, you know, not so new, but I mean, uh, more and more as we move forward, as each generation, as our kids grow up and enter the workforce more and more, there's an expectation of input and ideas and collaboration and like creativity and wanting to be able to do more than just stand on an assembly line and put widgets together or whatever. Like we need to feed that creative engine. uh, And that's really enabled through great leaders, I think. Well, that's why you hire people that are maybe better at stuff than you are, because you can't do everything. You know, you are not good at everything. You're just not. And so if you can hire somebody that, you know, like my assistant that I hired, he's one of these, he's the retired loan, he's the retired police officer. And I hired him as my assistant and he's just like a good cheerleader. So if I'm Mm -hmm. honestly, if I'm like having a day where I'm like, Oh, I can't take it anymore. He's just like a good, like, come on, you got this. Hmm. sometimes you're just and there's there are strengths that he has in the job that I really value because they're not they're not my strengths and so it's been there's been some discovery and just and how to like cheerlead him to continue on with those strengths that he has that's awesome yeah I, I I think another nugget that I pulled out of that is just that leaders don't have to have all the answers Again, similar to kind of the old style versus new style, like it, it used to be, I guess it, it still prevails uh, in some organizations. I know it's still alive and well, not necessarily in a great way, that the leaders feel like they have to be the ones, the only ones who are driving the ship, so to speak, and the ones with all the answers. But in the truest sense, like you kind of described in your little, the, the story you shared, um, <clears throat> it's okay for leaders to go and have more questions than answers and say, I'm not exactly sure what to do here, or I'm not especially strong in this area. And so what do you think, uh, Mr. or Mrs., you know, man or woman employee, uh, how can you help here? And then inviting their ideas in and that improves the entire, the whole uh, together. So anyway, I think that's, so that's a great principle. And that that's like, I'm trying to kind of uh, draw out also, and I'd love your thought on 
what's an action item from all this? We try to end each episode kind of with a, uh, a challenge or an invitation for listeners to say, okay, that's something I'm going to try to do better today. Uh, do you have any ideas around that, whether it's something related to a topic uh, that we've already covered or something new that comes up you think people could do? Um, I think that there's a lot of value in, um, like I mentioned, in the sharing, like share your ideas, share, you're going to meet people that are new and thirsty and hungry for what, what your success is and to not close it all in and bottle it up and not share it. I think, I think there's so much growth in the sharing and I really do think that there's enough out there for all of us and that you holding onto it does not serve the greater good for anything. So share, share what you're good at. I am so thankful to Liz Reese for sharing her wisdom, her experiences. And I've really been blessed by, especially this last part uh, that she talked about at the end where she mentions basically the abundance mindset and sharing what you're good at. I believe that the reason uh, many people may choose a different path and then maybe they feel like they're not able to share what they're good at and get out there um, is because of the lack of that abundance mentality. Sometimes we can, all of us, I think at, at one moment or another can slip into this place of uh, scarcity thinking where it's like, well, I, I can't afford to take that risk because I just, I don't know what will happen afterwards. There's no guarantees. I, you know, those types of justification statements, I think, uh, find their way into our minds and make it difficult for us to take appropriate risks. And uh, that's necessary in almost every case, every case I can think of off the top of my head in order to share what we're good at, um, especially in, in a sense of doing what we're good at and what we love uh, to earn an income. And I don't mean that in the, in the cliche, like, in, I don't know, it's become uh, overpromoted, I guess, that idea that uh, just do what you're great at and You'll never have to work a day in your life or however that saying goes. I can't remember the exact wording right now, Um, but that is a little bit too general and unrealistic, but I think it it is absolutely possible. Um, It can totally happen for us to take what we're naturally great at and what we naturally love and insert that into the way we fulfill uh, the need to earn an income and uh, and have a profession and whether we're running a company or working for a company or whatever it is. So I think it's a good thought just to reflect on how can we maintain or get back, regain that abundance, men, uh, abundance mentality or abundance mindset, and then connecting that into not only sharing what we're good at, but also helping others do the same. I think that is ultimately we could boil the true essence of leadership down to that act of carrying that principle uh, to other people and helping them do it well. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Exploring Leadership Podcast. To access free videos, leadership tools, case studies, tutorials, and more about how to engage your leaders at the next level, visit lumenleader.com. We'll see you next time.